Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And it's uh, Lauren who's taken on the penalty duties for his country, Cameroon. But this is the first time for his club, and he doesn't fail Arsenal. The tale of two penalties in the North London derby, and it looks like a happy ending for Arsenal. The big problem was the Champions League. I tell you something, if that generation won the Champions League against Barcelona in Paris, no one would have moved. After that Champions League defeat, I think some players started to think to move away from Arsenal. Because at the end of the day, those big players wanted to win the Champions League. Therefore, after that period, everyone started to think different ways. So. We didn't win, and uh, it was the way that everybody started to think about their own goals and move away from, from Arsenal. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of In Lockdown. I'm Josh James. Before we get chatting to today's guest, a reminder for all of you at home who are enjoying the series so far to leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And also remember to subscribe as well so you don't miss any future episodes. Today, we're in lockdown with Lauren. Lauren was part of the double winning side of 2001-2 season and also played a major role, of course, in the Invincible season two years later. So first of all, Lauren, thanks very much for your time. And how are you keeping and where are you speaking to us from today? Hello, I'm talking to you from Sevilla and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. Um, So I want to take you back, well, to when you first came to London, I suppose, back in 2000, um, your move to Arsenal. Maybe not many Arsenal fans would have known too much about you at the time when you joined, but you were, you, were, you had plenty of options, didn't you? Were there other clubs interested in you before you came to Arsenal? Yeah, absolutely. I remember that I went to Roma uh, the year before. Uh, I had uh, lunch with Marco Di Baglio. Di Baglio was the captain of uh, Roma in those days. And I would have a chat because uh, Mallorca wanted to... Uh, sell me because you know Mallorca is a team that promote youngsters and then put it in the market and sell them and uh, I have a conversation after that trip to with Matteo Alemani Matteo Alemani was the sporting sport director of uh, in that period for Mallorca and he says to me Lauren we decide that you stay here wait one more year keep playing if you get to the level that we thought that you could uh, you could uh, you could get so we'll we will I'll guarantee to you that we will sell you 
for the following year. So I think we made the right decision uh, because the fact that uh, I was still young and they, and uh, I need one more because sometimes when you bump up to the first team or you you are in the first or two seconds two years in the as a professional, you need maybe the third one to confirm that you can reach to the potential that everybody expected. So I think therefore Mallorca said wait and then uh, wait because it's not the right moment and they will sell you. So finally we made the right decision because I went to um, Arsenal in the right moment. Did you have any doubts though? Because it was a big move. You'd you'd only played in Spain, hadn't you, until that time? So new country, new team. Did you have any reservations? Well, uh, I didn't have any doubts because uh, I remember before to get to London, I was uh, close as well to sign with Real Madrid because Real Madrid wanted to sign me in the same exactly period. So I went to London. I had a, a meeting with David in uh, Arsene Wenger in David's house. And then after that meeting that we we share many things because I, I guess in that in that meeting, it wasn't uh, a chat for because Wenger didn't want to know about the player. I think he wanted to know about the person, your personality, if you can uh, get on in this uh, huge step. So therefore, um, after that meeting, I made my decision. I wanted to sign to Arsenal rather than sign with Real Madrid because I think for a youngster, uh, for a long project, it was the better choice. You're not the first person to say that I had two different clubs or three different clubs and I spoke to Arsene Wenger and that was it. He made my mind up. I want to know what it is that Arsene Wenger says in these meetings and that just convinces players, yes, I want to play for this guy. I want to play for this club. Yes, because he had the, the kind of manager that he, can, he came close to you. <laughs> he looked at you in your eyes and uh, you know, he kind of uh, have a kind of a convincing uh, um, manners in order that... Uh, no, I'm gonna go with this manager because he's the perfect manager for everyone. I mean, uh, uh, he have that something different than the other because uh, one thing that kept my attention it was uh, always negotiate my contract. Uh, since I was Sevilla, I always go to the sport director, the president. Always I negotiate my contract by myself. And uh, when you go to, I went to Levante, Valencia. I went to Mallorca. I sat down. It was very cold. You are in the lock in the in the room, and we all do the tight. So they try to convince you. So something different boy, with uh, uh, Arsene Wenger and David is that you go to his house, you sit down, you have a lunch, you have a meal. So this is a different way to negotiate. So the yeah. fact that they they know the person, and also they open themselves like, uh, okay, this is my house. This is uh, the place that we. I make you come in, so it's easy to negotiate in that way. So after that, I say, okay, this is different than anything I've seen in my life. So I'm gonna go with these people because they open their hands to me. So it's like a, they say, come to my family, come to join me. So since first day, I was convinced it was those two, David and uh, Arsene Wenger, spot on. I'm guessing he didn't tell you in that first meeting, though, that he was going to turn you into a defender because you were a <laughs> midfielder, weren't you, your, your career until then? No, he didn't. He didn't. He told me later on. And then, um, you know, uh, I wasn't at the beginning, I was a bit big concerned about that. I mean, uh, you know, you have to play 
uh, in Mallorca we were playing contra-attack, few contra-attack, close the spaces, be together, and then as soon, as soon as you get the ball, go forward, and then I have to change my position and go to the middle of the park with four at the back, right back, but in the middle of the halfway line, and then passing game, uh, no long balls, so everything it was uh, every, tactically and also um, um, new position. It was everything was uh, completely different. So I have to read up on all that. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you have to be intelligent. This is Arsenal. I mean, the best, the best generation in Arsenal history. If it was another club. I would have said, look, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to play in that position because I'm a midfield player. I always play in the middle. I always play in the right-hand side, sometimes in the middle, connecting with the striker, so I'm not going to change my position. But in the meantime, I thought, listen, this is the best place. <laughs> yes, we had seven players, eight players, used two positions. I mean, Red Palo, Penan, Sylvain Wilton at the time, instead of playing up front, used to play in that right-hand side. On the left, you have Pirlo, you have Juan Bronco, you have uh, Freddy Lumber. So it was too many people for used to position. So I, I thought, listen, I prefer to be in the first 11, play every single game. And I said to the board, look, I just want to play and be the best in my position. So I think I, I then I made the, the right decision. Your first se season, you were settling into life. But your second season, when you became a regular right back, the 2 double season, um, was one of the greatest seasons in Arsenal's history. Um, what were your personal highlights from that season? I mean, 2001-2001 was unbelievable because uh, finally uh, we won the league at Old Trafford. I think in that game, uh, in my opinion, it was one of the best games I played as a defender because uh, of, uh, you know, I, I first year I was suffering a little bit because of this uh, Ryan Giggs. The Ryan Giggs was unbelievable. I mean, it was the kind of player that it was one of the most intelligent player play in the field because he knew the movement. He was looking always behind. He didn't stand still. It was it was unpredictable. Sometimes could go inside. Sometimes could go outside. Sometimes can take on players. Sometimes play one touch, two touch. So you never guess what's the movement of this guy. So in that game, I said, you know, I'm gonna get this guy because um, I tried to pull him uh, to uh, to stamp into Patrick Vieira. So I, I didn't want to anticipate. I didn't want to stay. So I was thinking how to stop this guy. And I think uh, uh, when we finished that game, uh, Ultra Fire thing was one of my best games because I managed to find how to cope in this position and I managed to have to cope against these top players. At, at that time, obviously, there was a huge rivalry and on the pitch, it got a bit heated at times. But what about off the pitch? Did you... Was it different off the pitch? Would you speak to people like Ryan Giggs afterwards and have a mutual respect? Or was it the same off the pitch as it was on the pitch? No, I didn't care. I, just, <laughs> I, finished, I finished the game and then I went home. I mean, just, whatever, whatever happened in the pitch, it stayed in the pitch. I didn't think about uh, nothing else. You, you, don't, you, don't you don't come across with your opponent. You just finish the game. See you later. Bye bye. And go. I did my, I did, I did my business, and I, I go to. Uh, I just thinking about the next game. I always like that. If you get to know me, um, even when we won the 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 Premier League Ultra for, and we made the celebration. 
uh, after the celebration, I didn't start uh, out drinking champagne or whatever. I didn't care. I just finished the, the Premier League. We won the double. We made the party and I switched off. And next day I was thinking about a statue training. I didn't even enjoy it. I enjoy it more now okay. <laughs> than when I was than when I was a professional. When I was a professional, I was just thinking about what was the next goal. I finished this. We won the game. Ultra for win the game. Tottenham win the game. Uh, black boom or whatever. I just switch off and then I go for the next one. Training, game, training. This was my my daily basis at Arsenal. So the fact that we won. Uh, a league, or, or I didn't, I didn't care. I just finish and then I go for the uh, the next goal. So, um, therefore, um, when I was saying to you that after the game to talk about uh, talk against uh, with the, your opponent, I didn't just finish and then I was thinking about the next one. And also that season, um, I know it's been spoken about a lot that that penalty you scored against Tottenham, but your your penalty record was was good, wasn't it? It wasn't just that game and. Um, and with um, Thierry Henry, didn't like to take penalties when he was fouled, did he? That was some sort of stup- superstition he had. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a situation where um, it came. It was the momentum. Uh, my momentum came before because uh, I remember that I came with uh, in the Olympic. I scored three goals against Kuwait, against Czech Republic, against Chile in the semi-final, in the final penalty against Spain, and then I went to the African Cup of Nations in 2002. And also in the semi-final, in the final, it was a penalty shootout. So I also scored in the penalties in that final. So the momentum kept going. So when I reached to that moment when we played at Tottenham, uh, at home at Tottenham, when Henry went out, I said to myself, "Listen, this is my time. I'm gonna." I went the straight away. I remember that Patrick was close and Cano as well. I, I take the ball. I didn't. I, I think I pushed one of the guys. I said, "This is my time." I'm going to do it because I was 100% confident because the momentum I won every single year before that period scoring goal in important moments in the finals, in the semi-finals, in, in, in the Olympic and in the Africa Cup of Nations. So I had 100% confident that I could score. If I had any doubts, I wouldn't step forward. So therefore, I went there, I took my chance and I scored a brilliant goal that uh, uh, because the, it was the meaning uh, you know, yeah. after the game, we become champions. So, I mean, it was a double or triple happiness. <laughs> I mean, you were you trained with Jimmy McDonald, didn't you? He showed you um, to his gym when you were at Arsenal, and I think he said you you could have made a professional boxer. There was it was more than a hobby. You were you were very good at it. Weren't you? <laughs> not not at that time. Now I'm much much better than uh, that time because what what happened is every time since uh, since my Mallorca day. Uh, when the, I can say it now because I don't I don't mind. But when I used to finish the 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 the, the league before the preseason, I used to go to a boxing gym. We used to do some boxing because one of my friend Marquitos, uh, I brought him to London. Uh, he, he was one of the uh, amateur champions and here in Spain, and I tried to professional, but professional at a different level. He couldn't make it that, that long. But I used to train him here in Rochelle and May. It was a uh, it was a place where there's very good boxers. So every summer, finished the the season, I went to the gym before to get to the uh, pre-season training. So I used to be there two weeks having boxing training, abdomen, 
So I get used to that. I kept it secretly because, you know, uh, football, people don't like that uh, uh, football player to be involved in boxing. So uh, I've been doing this a long time ago. So you had a you had a double life. You had uh, two sports going at, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like I like boxing. I like, I love it. I love boxing. I love and I, I tell you something. The when you go to a boxing training, it's one of the more hardest box, uh, training sessions you can have. Boxing and kickboxing is unbelievable. When you finish, you're sweating, and then you feel uh, like uh, you can do any any kind of uh, training after that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, let's get back to the football because I want to ask you about the Invincible season while we've got you, of course. Um, and I want to ask about the the mentality of the team because we spoke to Wojciech Szczesny recently and he said the team had all the talent in 2014. They should have won the league, but they crumbled in big games. And this is obviously something that didn't happen to the Invincibles. The big games, they stood up. I want to know what, how did that happen? What's the difference between that winning mentality and just having talent but not the winning mentality? I always say to people, uh, there is three conditions that you have to be in a big team. It's uh, commitment, professional, and fight for the flag. Because quality, we all know that in the big teams, Manchester, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Arsenal, Manchester City, Liverpool, whatever those big teams are, there is quality there and talent. Otherwise, they wouldn't be Arsenal, <laughs> or they wouldn't be mm. Manchester, or they wouldn't be Real Madrid. The talent is there. But commitment, professional, and fight for the flag. This is the most important. Because if you don't flag, fight for the flag, and then you don't feel that this is my family and this is the people that I'm going to do whatever it takes, it doesn't happen. I mean, in our time, there were 22, from those 22 players that we have in the squad, they were all committed, competitive, professional, and they will fight for the same goal. Because I remember, because many people talking about the first 11, and Edu now is the, the uh, manager director of our club. Edu sometimes, he wasn't on the first 11. But when Edu was playing and then they gave him the chance, Edu was giving 110%. He was making part of this team. Therefore, it's not only the first 11, because the people that are in the base, the people that know, involved in, in, in the 90 minutes game, they were feeling part of this successness. And they were making also, it's very important, if you have only first 11 and the rest, they are not committed, they are not professional, they are not fighting for the flag, 
it will never happen. So, I mean, uh, those players that were away from the game, they were week in, week out, day in, day out, thinking about this Arsenal. Therefore, the quality was there in our time, the talent was there, but also was the commitment, the fighting for as a family, and therefore, at the end of the day, we made, we were capable to win the league in 2001, 2000-2003, and we were capable to do the invincible because you need to have all those facts. Without all those facts, it's not easy to... Uh, of course, you have to have as well the manager that know that knows, as we said earlier on the show, that how to pull the player, how to motivate them, how to make them feel part of the institution. I mean, uh, there, there is a lot of fact there uh, to make, um, uh, to have a team with this type of success. But without what we said earlier, you will never make it. But is there also a problem if you have so many people like that in the dressing room? Surely there's going to be conflicts. There's, gonna, there's a lot of big egos in the same dressing room. Did, didn't, was there everyone wanting to be the star? Were there big fights at all? What, how did it work in the, the chemistry? Of course, there was fighting. I mean, <laughs> if you, I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 I love something in Arsenal that the journalists didn't go to the training session because in Spain, in that time, now Spain has been changed. Now they stop the journalists go every single day. But when I went to Arsenal in 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 2000, I said this is not possible. Why? Because in our time, the journalists were every single day going there. To, to find a history, what happened here, he's fighting with that. In our time, if the journalists went to assess and training, there will be history every single day. Because we, were, we were all competitive. We were all fighting between us. I had a fight with Thierry, Thierry with Martin, uh, I mean, uh, Patrick with Freddie, Freddie with... Uh, we were all very competitive. and We were all fighting because we were all... As we said, you said before, big ego, big personality. But by the time the games arrived, we were fighting for the same goal. I mean, this is like that. We, we, this is a, um, you need that as well. People that compete, people, big ego, but you have the manager as well that knows how to control this big ego, how to control those players. I prefer to be in that team that you see players face to face. You can talk to him, tell him whatever you want. But when the games arrive, you'll give 100% for the same uh, goal, for the same, um, uh, uh, to, to, to achieve the, the, what we set up at the beginning of the season. This is the most important. Um, without that, it's difficult to, to win things. I don't want to be in that team that nothing happened, we're all quiet, you, if you win, no problem, if you lose, no problem, if you, it's, 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 it's not, you can't compete like that. In our time, we were all competed, we were all fighting between each other, but we, at the end of the day, we were fighting for the same goal, and that's why we managed to win things. I can't believe anyone was fighting with you, though, the boxer in the team. <laughs> we, have, we all fight between each other. I remember once... Uh, I get mad because we played in a um, uh, uh, Champions League in Al Coruña. Uh, my first year in the Arsenal, I got kind of argument with Thierry Henry. And then, uh, you know, and I was very upset. And then at halftime, you know, I went mad, you know. But, you know, this is what, uh, the way we are. Uh, 
and the, like that, there were many, many histories like that because we were all competitive. We were very nice people, right? We were all very nice people. You can go with me until the end of the uh, the war, whatever you want to go with me. It's no problem. You can you will laugh. You will be having fun. But if you touch the wrong point, then you will find me. This is like that. We are all we are all like that. This is it's no problem because at the end of the day, it's like a, we will all respect each other. We were all a great teammates, but we were fighting for each other, which is fantastic. Can you believe though that that 2005 FA Cup was the last trophy that 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 team won? That set of players didn't go on and win another trophy together at Arsenal. It seems strange now looking back. There's so much talent in that team. And 2005 was the last thing they won. Yeah, I mean, uh, because, you know, what happened was, the big problem was the Champions League. I tell you something. If that generation won the Champions League against Barcelona in Paris, no one would have moved from that period. I would have get back when I was injured. I would have get but would have fight strong to get back into that position again because this is a Champions League team that, that won the, against Barcelona. So I would have fight back to be again in that team. Thierry Henry would have left. Patrick Vieira as well. So after that Champions League defeat, I think some players started to think to move away from Arsenal because at the end of the day, those big players, Patrick Vieira, um, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, and those players wanted to win the championship. Therefore, after that period, everyone started to think different ways. So it was a big uh, uh, turning point uh, not winning that championship. If we were won that championship, this team would have been keep growing and uh, win the league again and win another championship. It would have been the broken. You need sometimes a breaking point. And that was a breaking point, whether to keep winning things or everyone start to think about themselves and move away from the club. So we didn't win, and it was the way that everybody started to think about their own goals and move away from, from Arsenal. For you, that's more about injury, wasn't it? When you got injured in the next season, um, your knee injury that you mentioned earlier, did, did you know at the time how bad it was? I knew, but as I told you just right now, I dropped mentally. I dropped mentally uh, because uh, uh, I found myself that, uh, uh, you know, I, I was a dis- big disappointed that Thierry uh, Lee left, Patrick left. So I think something is going on here. So I start to lose my ambition and my determination. If we won that Champions League, I tell you something, I would have gone anything in order to get back to that team and spread to win things again and you know and then when you see that players important player left the club I thought to myself something is going on here I didn't like it so I started to drop uh, mentally maybe subconsciously in the way that I didn't mean to do it straight away but subconsciously I started to drop I started, so everyone started to drop Mentally, without found, uh, without found it, nobody did it in intention. But I think everybody starts to drop mentally. If you, if you, as I, we we say begin, if you have twenty two players that fighting for the same goal with the same attitude, with the same mentality, it's difficult to break them down. 
when people start to think about themselves a uh, different way, different club, different things. So everybody slowly, 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 slowly starts to drop. So therefore, I drop, and many players in that dressing room drop mentally, and uh, you know something starts to to change. Yeah, and you went to Portsmouth for um for the next couple of seasons. Was it was it um was it difficult to leave Arsenal to say goodbye to so many friends you had there? Yeah, it was very very difficult because it was my family. I mean, uh, at the beginning, I didn't like London. Uh, because uh, you know, South people. First of all, it's difficult to even talk proper Spanish. Secondly, we live in a fantastic region that uh, in Sevilla, if you go, you go to Marbella, you go to the beach, you go. You know, everything is very. The weather is fantastic. The whole day in the sun. And then I moved to Valencia. From Valencia, it's the same. You move to Mallorca. Mallorca, the same. Uh, and then you move to London, but. As soon as I I feel myself settled, it was my family. Arsenal was my family, and then for the fact that I moved to Portsmouth, I was devastated mentally. I didn't all my respect to to Portsmouth because Portsmouth they have a fantastic players, a fantastic arm of the fans, pompy fans. They are unbelievable, absolutely uh, fantastic people and fantastic players, but. It wasn't the same at Arsenal. So uh, as I started to drop mentally the year before, when I went to to Portsmouth, leaving at the club I really love. So mentally, you know, I didn't want to play. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was two years that it wasn't Lauren. It was like, a, you know, I've done. I don't. I just just want to get back to to Spain and you know spend my life in, in a different way. So uh, I was, it wasn't the right time mentally when I moved to Portsmouth. I was, you know, uh, you know, a switch off mentally. So you did play um, for Portsmouth at the Emirates, didn't you, against Arsenal? What what was that like? The emotions of that day? I didn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I didn't want to play. It was like, uh, you know, how can I, can I, how can I, you know, smash my 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 people? How can I, you know, score a goal against my people? I mean. It, it was a strange feeling. I didn't want to play. I was there. Okay, I'm here. Good, but mentally, I was, you know, I was, I was waiting for the referee to to end up the game. Okay, and then after you retired, you became, you've been back around the club, haven't you? Been an, an ambassador for Arsenal and played in legends matches. Um, you you stayed in touch with the club, obviously. You're still an Arsenal man. Yeah, I stayed in touch. I won't play anymore. Those legends. <laughs> 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 Last game <laughs> after after twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, I am finished. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, it was uh, for my name it was hard, but yeah, I still keep in touch with. Uh, from time to time, I text uh, Edu. I text Edu the other day. I was uh, I was asking me how it was. If he, uh, Paul and the kids they were okay. I, I text Edu. I text Paolo. I text Freddie. And also Canoe, we've been we keep in touch with the peers as well. So I'm I'm still in contact with the, some lads in the club. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your time today, Lauren. We've really enjoyed hearing from you again. Yeah, sure. And if you've enjoyed listening to Lauren at home, maybe you could leave leave us a rating or a review, and remember to subscribe as well so you don't miss any future episodes. So we'll be back soon with another in lockdown. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 